to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. I'm your co-host, Julie Graham. And you know, something I love about myself, Dar, is I think I have a pretty fun sense of humor. Oh, you really do, Julie. I think I, I love that about you too. I'm Darlene Brock, and what do I love about myself? I love the fact that I can take a punch in life and get back up. What do you think? I know. It, you being scrappy is definitely one of my favorite things about you. Yeah. I mean, if I were a boxer, I'd probably have this snot beat out of me because I keep getting up, but I, I kind of like that about myself. I just had an image of you in a boxing ring. Have you ever done that? No, no, no. I think you would like it. I probably would. I know you don't like to work out, but you might need to look into this. Yeah. If I just punched somebody and got punched back, oh, that sounds really painful. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you know what? Sometimes we need to just take a second and recognize that there are some things to love about each and every one of us, and not to just be thinking about what we love about other people, but to actually be okay with loving ourselves. It it seems like we all struggle with self-esteem and self-worth, but what we want to talk about is something that is kind of in the topic of conversation everywhere right now, and that is self-love. Yeah, I think it's kind of an odd word when you think about self-love, at least in my vocabulary. But when I drill it down, Julie, I no one's exempt. You and I aren't exempt. I, I know some people would think we like ourselves a whole heck of a lot, um, but we have our own doubts or we have our own insecurities. I know I do about maybe I've written something and I'm like, oh, I think that's really bad. I don't think I have anything to say. And I start getting so down on myself. And I, you know, I've seen you have your own struggles. Oh, I have plenty of them. We could fill the rest of this episode with things that I don't (laughs) love about myself. And I could equally fill it with things that I do. But for sure, I come off as a fairly confident person. But behind closed doors, I'm full of insecurity. One of my biggest insecurities is that my vivaciousness, my bigness is way too much for people. Yeah, I, like far too much. I know you have said that to me. You've you've sent me messages that like I, I think I'm just way too much. I I think that I've just overwhelmed whomever I'm with right now, and that throws you. But really, your vivaciousness is part of what you should love. Mm. I, I also think here's the real truth. I think, especially as a Christian woman, I can be uncomfortable with the thought of liking, much less loving, anything about my natural self. Do you think that's a thing? Yeah, because I think we tend to lean toward we are Christians. That means we should serve. That means we should put others before us. That means that um, we should take a back seat. While that is true, there's another balance to it. To be able to do all of those things successfully, we have to love ourselves first. All right, so let's go ahead and put everyone at ease in case you're wondering, is this something I should care about? Is this even biblical? There's somebody thinking that like this self-love is not biblical. Guess what it is. We'll talk about that later, but let's put everyone's mind at ease and just kind of clarify. What are we talking about when we use this new edgy phrase, self-love? We went to the Googles and we found the (laughs) definition of self-love. Self-love defined is regard for one's own well-being and happiness, chiefly considered a desirable rather than narcissistic characteristic. See right there, though. 
Some of us are like, wait, we're not supposed to be happy. This life is not about happiness. Calm down. It's going to be okay. (laughs) So self-love is it's okay to be happy and to be concerned about your own well-being. Now, I noticed when I was Googling it, there were a lot of correlations um, between self-love and self-esteem. So I'm like, okay, if self-love has self-esteem in the definition, what's the definition of self-esteem? And it said confidence in one's own worth or abilities, self-respect. Okay, so if you're not comfortable with self-love, certainly you think you should respect yourself. Hopefully. I w- if you don't, you should. We're, we're saying that right now. Go listen to episode 97. <laughs> wow, she's impressive. I literally tried to hurry and get that in there before you said the next breath. <laughs> that was really good. But it's important because our relationships are built first on whether we respect ourselves or not, and the most healthy ones are when we do, and we approach them that way. Absolutely. So maybe you're more comfortable with the idea of the importance of looking at self-esteem. But let's also draw that comparison to confidence, because I think that's another word that women strongly relate to. The fact that you either need to grow in confidence, you do have it, you don't have it, you want it, you want to get more of it. We did recently do an episode about confidence. I'll make sure we link to that in the show notes. But in this conversation of self-love, and it really being linked to our confidence, we want to unpack this idea a little bit more. And you being the amazing researcher that you are, you hooked us up with some very informative, helpful information. I found this article in Psychology Today entitled, What is Self-Esteem? And that article said about confidence this, confidence in one's value as a human being is a precious psychological resource and generally a highly positive factor in life. It is correlated with achievement, good relationships, and satisfaction. Possessing little self-regard can lead people to become depressed, to fall short of their potential, or to tolerate abusive relationships and situations. Okay, that was a lot of words. Well, it's a lot of words, but as you're reading that, you're like, okay, so totally give me some confidence, please. Yeah. I, I want to avoid all of those bad things at the end, the abusive relationships part, the... um potentially leading to depression and that having a high regard for yourself leads to success and achievement and, um, you know, a positive life. These are all good things that our God actually wants for us. But Julie, they were willing to address the other side of it. And that is if it, we carry it too far. You're right. The article said too much self-love on the other hand results in an off-putting sense of entitlement and an inability to learn from failures. It can also be a sign of clinical narcissism in which individuals may behave in a self-centered, arrogant, and manipulative manner. Perhaps no other self-help topic has spawned so much advice and so many different conflicting theories as self-love. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's what we want to talk about today. We're not saying think too highly of yourself because we're not supposed to, but we're saying think of yourself in the same way that your creator did. And if you view yourself through that lens, you are actually going to love yourself. So hopefully by now you're on point with us, agreeing that this is an important topic, something you're willing to unpack a little bit. And you might be thinking, okay, fine. Sure. I want to love myself. I'm awesome. Yay. Go me. (laughs) Um, You know, somebody's listening like that. Like, okay, fine. Um, But I think you might be struggling with some of the things that keep us from having self-love. I know you identified three big things that are probably holding us back from either believing that this is a worthy thought or 
we maybe agree that we need to have it, but we're just feeling stuck in um, some insecurity and some lack of self-love. What are those three things? Mm, I think the first and often the biggest is our past. That we view what we've done, how we've handled life, perhaps the mistakes we've made, um, the little ones to the big ones, everything in between, as we shouldn't love ourselves because look at what we've done. Look at who we've been. Look at what a mess we've made in whatever situation in life. And we think simply our past makes us unlovable, even to ourselves. Absolutely. I think I, I'm in full agreement that this is probably the number one hindrance to self-love, that we cannot get past our past. And not just what we've done, but sometimes it's what's been done to us and then how we are perceived by the things that have been done to us. And now I would go so far as to say, if you're more in that camp of things that have happened to you, a lot of times then, if you don't deal with those things that have happened to you in a healthy way, you know, with counseling and therapy and, you know, um, other ways of actually acknowledging those hurts. A lot of times you make future life decisions from that place of hurt that continue to devalue yourself. So if you haven't gotten to a place where you're willing to acknowledge, these are the things I've done or have been done to me. And they're there, they're real. They hurt. They were hard. They made me sad. They made me mad. They made me, you know, um, scared. Those are all very real, important things to acknowledge and then to slowly, with grit and grace, begin to face. And I don't think you should look at your past if it's something that you did or mistakes you made as not worth anything, as not having valuable. I believe just the opposite, Julie. I believe that your messy past creates your strength and understanding for the future and gives you a perspective and wisdom that other people won't have. So I say put value even on the mistakes that you've made in life and realize that they actually have made you better if you allow them to. I know I've seen a quote that we have actually posted at The Scrit and Grace Life um, that says, your past is not your prison, it's your university. And, and literally when I read that, I was like, whoa, like it brain exploding emoji, you know that one? <laughs> like mind blown that if I'm willing to not be so burdened by my past, but let it be the thing that educates me going forward, then there's freedom in that. And there's, okay, let's do this thing. Let's move on in a healthy way and allow it to shape me and not define me. One other thing I want to throw in there is our attitude towards someone else's past mm. is that we want other people to love themselves just as much as we know we need to. And to help do that, don't judge their past. Don't think that their past defines their entire life because it doesn't. It's simply part of the richness of who they are. So let's give each other a little bit of a break too. That's right. Okay. So if our past is the first thing that potentially holds us back from self-love, what's another thing that could be a barrier to loving ourselves? I think we doubt we're worthy of it. We um, may not think that we're smart enough, talented enough, there, whatever the enough is, there are a million enoughs. We think that it is not within us that makes us lovable, that makes us worthy. So we discount our strength, our purpose, our ability to do wonderful things in this life. And we think we're not good enough. We're not worthy of being loved. That's not true either. Yeah. It makes me think of an article you wrote. This is always my favorite segment. <laughs> and <laughs> um, I forget them. Yep. It was something about the I'm not enough syndrome, which I think is so common to women. In fact, 
episode 116 with Megan Dawson, we kind of talk about the fact that it's so important that we draw our identity, that we have a strong self-worth that allows us to recognize that we're not actually valued in life by what we do, but ultimately in who we are. And we believe that we were each created by a good God who put us here for a purpose. So that right there is where we get our value. And so we actually have to do God a favor. That's probably not the right word, but I'm going to just leave it in. We need to worship God by believing that he gave us value and we should walk in it and respect ourselves enough to believe that that value is important. I think the last one, Julie, is how others look at us, what they think of us, what their view of us is, holds us back from loving ourselves. So like maybe in the beginning when I said one of the things I'm insecure about is being fearful that I'm too much. What's interesting about that is I actually have sort of gotten to a place where I believe God made me this way for a good reason. And yet you can still catch me on any given day believing the opposite is true, that I'm too much and no one wants anything to do with me. Instead, I've got to stop being worried about what somebody else's opinion of me might be and choose to walk boldly and confidently in the ways that God has made me. Amen and amen. So much easier said than done, for sure. So knowing we were going to address this subject, Julie, I did even more research on there's got to be some great tips out there on how to love yourself. What are things that we can do to love ourselves? And shall I say, there is what I consider a little bit of nonsense in the marketplace. Um <laughs> But Wait, silly things on the internet for our real life problems? Really? Yeah, there's just a little bit, not very much, don't you think? <laughs> um, but I couldn't resist throwing these out there. So going to do it. The first one I found that kind of, I'm sorry, had me laughing a little bit is find a soft roller and give yourself a massage. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was pretty funny. You think that's going to make you love yourself more? I mean, I think you should at least let somebody else massage you. Oh, no, not me. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a thing? No? No, 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 no. All right. So foam rolling or massaging ourselves is probably not going to be the answer. No. What about the next one? Is there another answer? Oh, yeah. Buy yourself a gift. Okay, now I'm like, I actually like this one, but I like gifts. It's my love language. Yeah. So if I would have loved myself today, or if you would have loved yourself today, you're going to get a new pair of shoes, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe that'll make you feel good for a while. And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. The next one I'm with you. Sounds a little, I don't know, new agey or something. Connect with your inner being. I haven't figured out who my inner being is. I think I have multiple inner beings. I'm not sure, but that one's like, all right. That's great. I don't know how to do that. So we're moving on. But it's probably maybe leaning more toward like meditation or yoga. Lots of people like the yogas. Yeah. And that's great. I don't have a problem with that at all. I just, I'm not that flexible. So, (laughs) you know, it doesn't work for me. And I have, again, I think it's a great thing, but my inner being, I feel like I'm talking to myself. This star is talking to this star, which goes on in my head all the time. And maybe they should connect. I don't know, but (laughs) I don't think that's going to help me love myself more. All right. The last one is, I, I don't know, it's a little touchy-feely, especially for you, right? Uh, that may be my problem on this one is, I, it's not me. Mm. Empathize with yourself. Again, do I go, this dar? Hey, it's okay. Other dar. I, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, how many are, are there just two? No, there's many. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, it does feel just a little short-term answer to a bigger problem and didn't feel like they were very beneficial to me at all. 
Okay, so maybe empathize with yourself is a little flowery language, but I like what we often say here at Grit and Grace, and that's to show yourself kindness to show yourself grace. So if I were to use those words, would you be on board, Dar? I'd totally be on board with that because I think that's a necessary part of loving yourself because you're giving yourself a pass occasionally, and that's important. Okay, so I think what we're saying is the internet cannot solve all of our self-love problems, and neither can this podcast, Newsflash. (laughs) I mean... No, we're not claiming that at all, Julie. (laughs) But we do want to share a little from our deepest well of self-love, and that being women who do love God and want to live our lives to serve Him and to honor Him, we believe our ability to love ourselves actually comes from His Word and what it says about us and why we do have value. True. The first verse we want to pull, I think, offers us a really good balance before we go into the rest. And that comes from Romans 12, 3. I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. So I think we our starting place is we need to find balance in this. We don't need to think we're all that. What they, they used to say, all that and a slice of bread? No. You know, what is it? <laughs> Bag of chips. Bag I, well, of chips. I don't know. That was my day. Maybe your day. Maybe said, it was bread. We couldn't afford chips. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, it's that we shouldn't think too highly of ourselves, mm. for sure. We need to measure it. But I love that this verse says, but be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Measure yourselves by your faith. Like that's a place where we can really find our value and worth. I mean, the Bible is littered with passages that teach us that we were created with God's beauty in mind and that we reflect his image and that he made us with a good purpose in mind. Luke 12, six and seven says, what is the price of five sparrows, two copper coins? Yet God does not forget a single one of them. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Wow. That's always amazed me. I mean, you know, my hair falls out regularly as I see you pull yours out periodically. But God keeps count Mm. of every single hair on my head, even though it is constantly fluctuating. But that means he cares about every part of me and values every part of who I am. So I should too. Absolutely. I think that if you're hearing these things and thinking, eh, you know, this, this self-love concept is not biblical, I hope you're hearing these verses and actually recognizing that, no, we have to. We're called to on multiple occasions all throughout the scriptures. We're told that God loves us and therefore we should love ourselves. One of the things, Julie, I find fascinating is realizing I, you, every listener, we are worth fighting for. And not just, you know, some great guy that wants to defend our honor, but God fights for us. And if God thinks we're valuable enough to go to battle on our behalf, I would think that means we're pretty valuable. And you find that in Isaiah 41.10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> I don't. I felt like you looked over like, am I going to read it? I'm like, no, my eyes are filling. There's water in them. But it's so true. I mean, when you read something like that, you've got to be reminded of your incredible inherent worth and value. 
and and we go on from there in our faith. I mean, the crux of our faith is that God thought we were so valuable that he sent his precious son to come and live the life we could never live and then be willing to die on the cross for your mistakes, for my mistakes, ones that he didn't commit, but willingly chose to sacrifice himself so that we could be back in a perfect relationship with God. Romans 5, 8 says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. I think part of the problem with Christian women today is we want to focus on the fact that we are sinners. And and that is a very huge part of the gospel. (laughs) We have to acknowledge our sin or we can't actually come to a saving faith. But once we've put our faith in Jesus and give our life to him and receive his salvation, we have to view ourselves as the purchased ones that God loves. And therefore, we have to value ourselves as he values us. I think that's really important, Julie. And it becomes incredibly important in our relationships. Mm -hmm. If we stand back and think, this is how much my God loves me. Mm -hmm. He will fight for me. He actually died for me. Um, The Bible says that we were made in his image and we are wonderfully made. And this is how we're viewed by God. We should view ourselves that way. We also should look at our relationships and think, if God treats us in this way, should we not be treated by the people we bring in our lives, by the men we choose to love? Um, And should we not love others this way as well? And to me, if you find the self-love for yourself, then you are looking to look for it in other people too and encourage them that they are equally loved. And that's the start of really healthy relationships and really healthy self-images and self-esteem. I'll just make this super personal. It's something I noticed this weekend. I've talked ad nauseum on this show about my insecurities and motherhood. One of my issues is I'm afraid I'm going to raise my son to be and you know an unrespectable man. That's the lie I tell myself. And so this weekend, um, the man I am dating, who I greatly respect and adore, I, I noticed something he said to my son, which highlights what you just said. Lincoln had flippantly said something to me that was very disrespectful. And I didn't really say anything about it because I'm kind of used to it. That's just what we do. And I didn't want to make much of it. I kind of want to diffuse the situation. And my boyfriend actually stopped Lincoln and said, Lincoln, that is not an appropriate way to speak to your mommy. We need to show her love and to show her respect. And he actually said, have you ever heard me talk to her like that? And I'm just sitting here like learning as he's saying it and thinking, yeah, that's the way to teach my son that to say, you know, God gave you your mommy. This is what he said. God gave you your mommy and she's in charge of you and she loves you and she wants the best for you. And so if I believe that those things are true and I can model that to my son, I'm actually showing him the greatest form of love and loving him in a completely healthy way. That is so true, Julie. You know, and so let's assume our listeners have gone, all right, I'm at least partially convinced that God loves me that much and Mm -hmm. I should at least try to love myself more or maybe love myself at all. Mm-hmm. So so how do we do it? What steps do we take? I think, you know, we always want to offer a practical side of how do we turn this ship around? So we pulled a few of those as well. So number one, I feel like we've covered, and that's recognizing that our value comes from God, but I'm willing to restate it. Number one, if you take nothing away from this episode, except, man, I've really got to focus on seeing myself the way God sees me. That's your first step toward loving yourself. What's number two? Offer yourself the same respect 
that you offer others. So you, that goes back to demanding a level of treatment from others that you offer to them. It's the golden rule, right? It is. And it's also, I, I respect me. Mm. I respect my abilities, my gifts, my strengths, as I respect yours. And being willing to almost sit down and write out the ones and say, you know what, those are pretty valuable. I can at least love myself in those areas. I think the next step is to set boundaries. We've, we've talked about that a lot. Um you know, in our own conversations, you and me, Dar. Um, in fact, we actually did a full episode on setting boundaries. I think it's 103. Um, but boundaries are guide maps for healthy relationships. And you've got to have boundaries with yourself. And then you've got to have healthy boundaries with other people. The next one is don't seek the approval of everyone. Find a few confidants that you trust and know they will speak honestly into your life. They will tell you if you're loving yourself a little bit too much, mm-hmm. um, but they will also tell you why you should love yourself. And they, those are the ones you listen to. If you open it up to the whole choir who wants to sing at you, you will feel so confused mm-hmm. and so uncertain about who you are. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Only f- listen to the confidence that you trust. love that one. Um, then we have to be careful to not fear feedback. So there are those people that we can trust and we should open ourselves up to. We've got to be willing to take their feedback. Well, and I, I would probably take that a step further, even though you don't listen to everybody. Um, if there's some people who say things, sometimes I'll walk away and go, okay, Lord, am I supposed to hear that? Mm-hmm. Is this something I don't particularly care for these people that are throwing it my way? And I think possibly they are being very judgmental in their <laughs> pitch. But nevertheless, is it something that I need to hear? Mm-hmm. So help me be open to it. Yeah, I think humility is the balance to self-love. And so we've got to, got to have the both and in this scenario. All right. That talking about fear, we, we can't fear feedback. But we also can't fear failure or setbacks or, again, this lingering problem of self-doubt. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a failure or a setback because that just teaches you what you shouldn't have done or uh, what you can do differently or perhaps just finding a different route to the same end. Don't be afraid of those. Like Julie said earlier, Everything is a learning experience. Everything can be part of the university of life Mm -hmm. that you take those and you gain knowledge from them to move forward better in the future. I think one of the things our failures and our setbacks teach us is actually the next point, that we've got to grow in our ability to voice our needs and opinions. Sometimes we have a setback or a failure because we didn't speak up for ourselves and we need to learn that, okay, if I had actually said what I needed there or said what I thought there or shared that gut instinct that I felt very strongly about, but was worried about other people's opinions, or maybe I'd be wrong, things might've been different. We've got to learn to value our own voice and begin to use it. Even if it starts as a quiet little whisper, speak the truth, even if your voice shakes. Yeah. We avoid confrontation. We think that if we confront something, it'll explode or it'll cause problems. Here's what I can tell you about not confronting something that you need to, or speaking your opinion to a situation you're in. It will grow. The problem will become bigger. The difficulty that was one conversation will become a week-long dialogue. So don't avoid it. Don't run from actually having honest conversations where you speak what you know or what you feel or what you think. 
All right. This next one is super important and is one of the tenets of a grit and grace life. And it's to accept who you are. Yeah. And I think that's a hard one for everyone. When I was a kid in a small town in Indiana, I always thought differently than my peers. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing from them, oh, Darlene, no, it was Darlene Hinkle is weird. (laughs) Um, She is weird. Do you know she's weird? And I'd be like, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't want to be weird. I want to be normal. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to be normal. Mm -hmm. I don't want to fit into someone else's box. I want to fit into my box to be the person I'm supposed to be. And if that's weird, well, God made me that way. So I'm all right with that. I mean, I feel like this is an obvious plug for my hashtag be bold and just be you, but it's so true. It is, Julie. It really, really is. All right. Last one that I want you to feel the freedom to grow in your self-love by practicing another thing that I think people get uncomfortable with when you say is self-care, self-care. There is nothing wrong with doing something that makes you feel good, makes you feel rested, takes a time out from your day-to-day mundane responsibilities, and just get a little break to focus on you. It's okay. It's important too. Mm -hmm. It's vital to your life. You know, I look at moms and think they feel so guilty if they sit their children in front of TV for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. while they go maybe do their nails or maybe just sit by themselves in a corner for a little bit. I'm telling you, TV's not going to kill your kids. 30 minutes of you having Mm self-time is going to help your entire family. Put aside the guilt when it comes to your relationships with your spouse or who you're dating or your friends or your children. And no, I need some me time. Mm -hmm. And whatever little price they might pay by not having me in their universe for that period of time is nothing because the benefits they get and I get are unbelievably great and strong and necessary. Well, I know for me, if I let myself go past where I should have taken a break, then I just get cranky and mean. And then that time I'm spending with my son or my friend or my mom or whatever, they're getting the worst version of me. That doesn't benefit our relationship at all. And so I want to just remind you that self-care is an extension of self-love. And so hopefully as you've listened to this whole episode, you've started to even in your mind, let bubble up to the top the things that you see in yourself that are worthy of being called out. And if you haven't, I want you to take some time this week to sit down and really go to the Lord and say, okay, I get it. You've made me. You think I'm awesome. I struggle with this concept, but what are the things that make me me and make me lovable? And really sit with those things and focus on them. So I hope this week you'll take a few minutes and you'll think, what do I love about myself? Maybe you'll go to a friend and ask them, what do you think I'm great at? Pull the scriptures that we quoted in this episode, and they'll be in the show notes too. So it'll be an easy pull and review them, think about them, pray over them, ponder them, and let them be part of you learning to love yourself. I love this quote you pulled, Dar. I think it really wraps up this entire thought really, really well. It's not attributed to anyone, so we'll just say it's from this grit and grace life. (laughs) When things change inside you, things change around you. So here's to embracing self-love for your grit and grace life. You guys are going to want to make sure you tune in next week as we bring in a special guest and friend of the show, Christy Ivey, who is the founder of Christy's Cause. She'll be talking to us about an important issue, human trafficking, and how you can be aware. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Whether you're listening in Apple, Spotify, or streaming somewhere else, be sure to subscribe and review so you never miss an upcoming episode. You can also share this episode with a friend you think might enjoy living a grit and grace life with us, or share us in your social media and tag us. Every week, we share all the details of what we discussed at our website, gritandgracelife.com. We'll catch you on the next one.